No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato. Before we get into this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, Kyle Warren sitting in for him, I wanted to expound a little bit on the Kennedy candidacy and how the media is not covering it and why the media is not covering it. I've been saying for a very long time that the Democrat Party is not representative of the Democrat Party. The leadership in the Democrat Party is very far left. They are progressive. They are not Democrats. Progressives are not Democrats. They just run under that moniker. They like to be a true big tent party. You can see this with Democratic Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and full-blown, admittedly, Socialist Bernie Sanders. That wing has captured the Democrat Party. The Democrats are a legacy of the Kennedy family, which were true Democrats. Yes, they were left of center, but they were closer to the center than the fascist radicals that now control the Democrat Party. So why aren't they getting behind a Kennedy candidacy? Because the fascist left, the radical progressive fascist left, now controls the apparatus in Washington under the banner of the Democrat Party these same fascist progressives control media. So they are just going to ignore the Kennedy candidacy, hoping to get another term out of President Oatmeal. So the more attention we give to Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s candidacy and how he is a cognizant polar opposite of Joe Biden and the fascist progressive machine in Washington, the better it will be if, God forbid, a Republican doesn't take the White House in 2024. This whole election has to be about platforms, and it has to be about policy. It cannot be about a media-controlled narrative that serves the fascist progressives on the very far left of the Democrat Party. A fascist left that is just foaming at the mouth to give the United States to globalism. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. If you'd like to call in and opine during the program, the number is 1-877-969-8600. That's 1-877-969-8600. And of course, we have a special guest right now. It's Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Frank. Morning, Kyle. All right. How are you this morning? Oh, I can't complain. I'm on this side of the side, so it's time to celebrate, right? <laughs> uh, you got that right. Well, just uh, just to start off here, Frank, um, I wanted to get your opinion on whether or not the Supreme Court is a, quote, MAGA court, as now defined by Chuck Schumer, the senator from New York, who's mad about this decision that had to do with the EPA and wetlands. It was a 9-0 decision, but it's a MAGA court? Well, everything is MAGA. Everything is MAGA with the left, and that's the buzzword that you're hearing from not only Schumer, but from Biden, anybody who steps to the microphone. If it's bad or if it's if it's, it goes against their agenda, it's MAGA. So that's obviously what the, 
the agenda crafters, the narrative crafters, and the left have decided is going to be the buzzword going in to the 2024 election. I don't know if it's going to work. Well, you know, I think right. people are, are already are already figuring out that this is something that's been constructed and that it's a bumper sticker phrase and it doesn't really mean anything. But if you get on Twitter or social media and you look at Hakeem Jeffries, you look at, of all people, Hillary Clinton, everything is MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Well, sure, so yeah, it's, start, it's a moniker. It's starting to sound like the, it's, it's starting to sound like the Peanuts feature. Right, you know, oh, wah, 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 that kind of yeah. thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it just doesn't mean anything. It's something that they're throwing in front of anything that they want to start a sentence with so that it gives them some kind of, uh, it's a dog whistle for the left. As far as the decision from the Supreme Court, it's a good decision. Well, it, yes. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't come after anybody. As a matter of fact, it clarified uh, clarified the rules on which regulations can be based. Uh, quite honestly, the, the way that the system is today, where the executive branch is running roughshod over over the people using regulatory powers that haven't been specifically legislated, that's unconstitutional. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and they hate doing that. Its job. No, oh, you're, yeah. you're right. And see that they want to have unrestricted regulatory power. Uh, because that's yeah. where their power can come from by simply saying, okay, you know, we, we just have decreed this for you. Absolutely. And then that's not the way we were set up. And it dispenses with the checks of the balances that, that we had at the very beginning. Uh, now, it was greatly depreciated with the 17th Amendment, but Congress has to start crafting comprehensive legislation if, in fact, the balance of power between the three branches is going to mean anything. If if I could just say, well, the environment is uh, is important, so I'm I'm going to say that we have to have uh, let's pass this law that says the environment must be safeguarded, and right. we'll leave it to the EPA to pound out the minutia. Well, now you've created pretty much a, a an all powerful executive branch where where they are responsible to no one, not even oversight. From Congress, they're, they're see- Congress has ceded its power to the executive branch. So now, what do they do? If you're giving the executive branch the power to craft regulations with the power of law, and then you want to preside oversight to them, well, what's your oversight worth? You, you pretty much gave them the power to have this regulatory power. So if you say, well, you can't do that, now you've got to go back and craft legislation to overturn the power that you gave them in the first place. It's easier just to craft good legislation. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I think I think it's called creating a monster. <laughs> yeah. A swamp monster. <laughs> exactly right. Well, here comes the music. Uh, we're going out to our first break here in this hour. Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Hold the line, sir. We will be right back. All right, folks, you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Kyle Warren in for the captain, and we will be right back. Stay right there. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. 
Honey.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Ticketmaster's parent company is going woke. They want you to forget about the ridiculous service and convenience fees they charge that nearly double ticket prices. Ticketmaster got caught hacking their competitor to keep customers from getting lower prices. And parent company CEO Michael Rapino laid off workers in droves while raking in millions. It's why Ticketmaster is one of the most hated companies in America. Michael Rapino, Ticketmaster, serve your customers, not woke politicians. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. Heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Overnight, Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. Yes, indeed. Call us up. Tell us what's on your mind. We're going to get back with Frank Salvato from Underground USA here in just a moment. But don't forget, one 969 8600 if you might have a question for Frank or for a comment as well. All right. Uh, getting right back to the telephone lines with uh, our friend Frank Salvato. Good morning again, Frank. Morning to you too, Kyle. You know, um, President Biden got um, a CNN poll result that was pretty well i'll just say disastrous because because some 66 people think that it's going to be a disaster if he gets reelected it hurts to say president biden doesn't it <laughs> um you know 66% and it's been growing and his, and his approval rating is also dropping at the same time and that's a cnn poll it's a friendly poll even though they're trying to actually recenter themselves to be something that is existing not as far left as it used to be it's in the air. The man has cognitive decline that is that is obvious. It's overt. Whenever he gets in front of a microphone or whenever he's walking to or walking away from a microphone, you, you can see that he doesn't know where he's going. He stumbles over what he says. Uh, he He's not acting like somebody who is back in the race uh, for president. He doesn't have the energy for it. So people see this. What's stunning to me is that the media, the, the Democrat-friendly media, is is almost tantamount to ignoring Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s candidacy. I'm glad you mentioned him. Yeah. That's right, because th- this is significant. And I think maybe they're ignoring it because they see that it is significant. You would think that with the name like Kennedy and the guy, you know, does he sound like he's got some health issues? Yeah, but he's transparent about it. Right. He's at least honest about it. He, you know, he was diagnosed. He's he's got it, but he's sharp as a tack. The guy's platform is a lot more moderate than Biden's is, and I think that's where the rubber hits the road. I don't think that the puppet masters who are in Obama 2.0, those are the people who are running Biden. They definitely don't want someone who is going to recenter the Democrat Party. They want to make sure the Democrats are continue to be controlled by uh, controlled by that far faction on the on the radical left if kennedy gets in he wants to dismantle the machine right he, he doesn't care for the intelligence apparatus he doesn't care for the swamp he, he's not in bed with big pharma yeah i mean he's got a foundation that goes directly at big pharma so you know with a name like kennedy he is the kennedys are ipso facto royalty to the to the democrats and the name is in good standing with people in the united states because of what happened to john f kennedy and robert f kennedy jr's father i mean he's a threat 
to this this far left radical, which today is now a neo-fascist wing of the Democrat Party. And so the people with the loud megaphones, the, the media who have supported that faction uh, ever since Obama came to power and even even going back to the end of the Clinton era, they don't want them. Right. They want to make sure that the United States stays on that hard left course so that they can finally do what Obama said five days before the election the first time. So he, they want to achieve the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. So Kennedy is not a not someone they actually want to get behind. Well, but right. I do think the middle and a lot of the moderates of the Democrat Party and the real Democrats, not the neo-fascists, but the real Democrats, I think they would like to hear more from Kennedy. And in that respect, the media is already starting to interfere in the election. Well, you're right. And, you know, the idea, of course, is the people want to hear solutions and they want to hear, you know, what is really going to make things better. And that's a general statement, of course. But they know things are getting worse every day. And somebody comes along like RFK Jr., and he's actually listening to them, or he's talking about the things that actually resonate with them. And I'm glad you mentioned that how he's a threat uh, to the to the Democrat establishment or the the far left, because in many ways it's just like Donald Trump. You know, Trump wants to dismantle all this kind of stuff too, or is there, it's just anathema against it, right? He's just he's not going to stand for it. And they, I think, are are feeling the squeeze. And who knows what kind of thing they're going to pull next? Well, Kennedy also puts a puts a, a little bit of a check on on the Republican candidates as well. When you've got somebody with a moderate platform like Kennedy's, uh, who is addressing some of the same things that the Republicans are addressing, and then this is especially true where Trump is concerned. During the end of his presidency, he was talking about Schedule F. And, and moving federal employees to Schedule F employees so that they would be at will uh, employees and he was he would be able to fire them. But Kennedy, if he ends up being the, the candidate for the Democrats, and again, that's a coin flip because you're going against an incumbent president, he gets to ask Trump, well, if it was so important, how come it didn't happen earlier in your presidency and why didn't you get it done? That's right. a legitimate question during a debate. So... The Republicans can't run incredibly hard if Kennedy is the is the Democrat candidate because they're going to seem extreme. They're going to sound extreme against a platform that is centrist. So this is going to force whoever the Republican candidate is, and quite honestly, the whole of the platform for the primaries, all the primary candidates, they're going to have to talk policy instead of this cult of personality that happened last time. If Donald Trump goes name-calling again this time, and he's already doing it to Ron DeSantis, he's going to get killed by Kennedy. Yeah, I'm so so glad that you mentioned that, because we've had callers throughout the week who have said the exact same kind of thing. That's the sentiment. They they don't want this kind of thing because, you know, I think, you know, this isn't 2016. It was different when he started doing that back then because it was kind of quirky and, and new and fresh. It was out of left field. But now it's off-putting to so many voters, Republicans included. Well, he was the wrench of the machine, and that's what people voted for. They wanted that wrench of the machine. The thing, and Matt and I talk about this all the time, his policies for this country were fantastic. They worked. 
they were they were putting government back in the service of the people. It was good for the economy, good for a reputation around the world. It was good for the military. It was good for minority home ownership, minority business ownership, minority business creation. All of his policies were good. If he pivots away from the name-calling and starts explaining to the people why his policies worked and why the policies were important, now you've got them. You've got top of the card in this match against whoever runs on the Democrat side, even Kennedy. The policies have to be the thing that matter this time around. And if the primary goes to talking about just the differences of the policy platforms between the Republican candidates, the American people will start to see that it's not business as usual with these guys and girl, and they're going to see that they are bringing solutions to the table. That puts Kennedy in the hot seat, because quite honestly, if it's a battle of policies, Biden, they mop the floor with Biden. Right. Oh, exactly. Because you can it's demonstrable what uh, Biden's policies have actually done. I mean, it, it's you can just trace it. And, you know, uh, it's it, the proof's in the pudding. But uh, I, I'm so glad you're talking about the name calling and stuff like that, because that is that could be his undoing. And I'm I'm hoping somebody's listening to this uh, from the Trump uh, campaign because because this is what we're hearing on the ground and over the airwaves. Absolutely, and Reagan wasn't wrong. You you don't do the job of the opposition by attacking and damaging your fellow Republicans. You just don't do it. That's right. The eleventh commandment yeah. of Ronald Reagan. Yep. Yeah, it's one thing to go pointedly at your your opposition in the primaries on their policy, on economic principles and theories and, and, and global strategic theories, that's fine. That's fair game. You start name-calling people and doing the personal attacks, and even last time it made people uncomfortable. I mean, they liked the fact that he was the, he was the, the 10,000-pound gorilla in the china shop. They did. <laughs> right. But this time around, it's not going to work. Exactly right. Well, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Thank you so much. We're going to talk to you again real soon. Take care of yourself. Stay low, my friend. All right. Take care. Again, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Folks, we have a lot more to talk about as we stroll through the overnight hours. Stay right there. Hey, Kevin Jackson here. You're listening to the If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate it, and leave a comment if your platform lets you. And head on over to undergroundusa.com, sign up for our Substack, come straight to you. Independent journalism is where you will find a deeper take on what's happening today. Very important getting into 2024. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.